Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Before we get to our conversation with Humans of St. Louis, one quick note about tomorrow's show. Tomorrow we're talking to some of the top food writers in town, and our subject is local restaurants that have stood the test of time. We want to hear about your favorites. If you've got an underappreciated gem you'd like to include in discussion, you can leave us a voicemail at 314-516-6397, and we just may talk about your favorite on the show. Again, that number is 314-516-6397. 6397. And now to our conversation. There may be no more intimate portrait of St. Louis than the one being published online by Humans of St. Louis. The group has photographed, interviewed, and then posted stories about more than 2,400 area residents. And unlike traditional media outlets, it does that by letting its subjects speak for themselves. The Humans of St. Louis photo blog is now becoming a book, but in the meantime, the project's distinctive photos and first-person narratives are already there offline for people interested in taking a closer look. And that's thanks to a new exhibit at St. Louis Lambert International Airport. It's called Humans of St. Louis, the People of St. Louis, One Photo and Story at a Time. Here today to talk to us about the project and this new exhibit is co-founder and lead storyteller Lindy Drew. Lindy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Me. We're also joined by curator Brandel Manini. Brandel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So, Lindy, you've now got 22 different humans of St. Louis photos on display near the baggage claim in Terminal 1. Who are some of these humans? They're so interesting. Like, the really hard part to decide what we were going to put up in the airport show is how many stories, how big are we going to print them, can we get permission from everybody, and which ones do we want to show? So... One of the biggest things I took into consideration is that we have a small team who's making the work in general that we're posting and disseminating on the site, but it's really important when we have these in-person gallery shows to have other people at the table to help choose the stories. Hmm. So to bring it down to 22 from the 2400, it was important for me to reach out to uh, people that I know here whose voice and opinion I respect, who are part of St. Louis's fabric, to ask, do you want to be a part of making that decision? And then it made my job easier because <laughs> they made the decision. <laughs> so what did that conversation look like? Were you all in a room together or were people submitting links saying, I loved this one? Brandel, how did that work? Um, I think it was kind of different for everybody. I went through um, everything and just was like, okay, this one, this one, this one, this one. Um, but we whittled it down and we each submitted like 20 or so. Um, and we got together um, a few of us got together and just um, printed everything out and stickered which ones were kind of our favorite and whittled it down that way. Um, but then bringing it together and making it cohesive mm-hmm. um, is the big challenge. And, and yeah, how, how does that work to try to figure out how to tell a story, not just have 22 random awesome examples? Yeah, because we've done gallery shows before around town, and we have two that are currently up right now at SLU and at WashU in the Danforth University Center. And for the Lambert Airport show, it felt so different because the space is so different. How so? You know, we have people who are coming home to St. Louis, people who are leaving, people who are visiting, people who are passing through, people who might know it well or have never been here before. And we have this moment, baggage claim of all places, to give them a significant impression of our city. You're sort of introducing St. Louis to people who maybe this is their very first time taking a glimpse at it. Yes, and we want to really be you know, aware that other people have been following the page and the site for a while. So how do we pull those stories to like invite them into the conversation so that they can see something different than, pop, than what pops up on their feed every day. So before we even, you know, 
did the part that Brendel was talking about. We got together, those that could, to be able to talk about how do we want to pull these stories. So mm -hmm. it was free game for anyone that were on the site. And then, like she said, she'd screenshot some or people would print some out. And then after we put all of those together, we got together and were able to choose the ones in a first round edit of what we wanted to submit to the airport. And then the airport, of course, had another curating team and they gave us feedback. We pushed back on some things, actually, because we felt it was really important to have certain individuals and stories and identities. Give us an example. That were, were, that were up there. Were they looking for something less edgy or... Uh, I wouldn't say not less edgy, but they're also thinking about who's coming through the airport and what kind of an impression that they like to give people of our city. And it's important in that collaboration process of all of us, between the curators, the artists, the photographers, the subjects, and, and, and the people at the airport to come up with something that we're all okay with. Is the temptation to try to be maybe a little more positive than where generally you let people speak for themselves? Some of them have very negative things to say. Was there a desire not to include any of that? Yeah, and what's so interesting is that when we went through that that process of the edit back and forth with them, you know, they had said, we've never really shown anything like what you've done before. This is new for us, and we're taking um, a step in this direction because we support the work, and it's important to put it up there. So let's come up with a happy medium together. And overall, do you feel like they met you halfway? I really do, yeah. And it's really nice to be able to have the curating team that – looks different than how I look. And people can talk about, you know, as you're doing that edit, who do you see reflected in the work that's like you or that's not like you? Or once we laid out all those stories, what do we not have? Do we have a strong black woman's voice? Do we have a youth's voice? What about an international family or something that's typical to St. Louis, like, like sports or something kind of like funny here and there? So we all really struggled with what's the best thing to kind of put out there. And, and of course, the permission part was really tough, too, trying to... Yeah, so, so when you originally photographed these people, at that point, they're clearly participating. You're not sneaking anyone's photo. But the, your understanding with them, you felt obligated to go back and, and get their permission all over again? Uh, legally, we were required to from, oh, okay. by the airport. And um, as Lindy's gone through this whole process, she's gotten better about making sure she has all the contact information. But some of the stories we used were some of the more original Humans of St. Louis stories, and contact information was a little bit harder to to gain. And um, we had to get we, creative about how we how, contacted people. Yeah, like was, give us a, what is an example of that? Um, just just um, looking looking at the post, the original post, and going through and being like, oh, his his daughter commented. We can't get in touch with him but maybe we can get in touch with his daughter wow and then she would forward and then we we only dropped one story because of you couldn't find the person involved of, yeah but all the other ones we were able to get and it was neat to reconnect with people and and share their own enthusiasm about their stories being being told and yeah and even the designer who we have working with us Erin um, Hopkins, who I really leave it up to her to choose which story would you like to be kind of like our cover picture and promo piece. She, cho she chose an individual that we have featured in the show, and I thought, let's make it a little bit more open and uniform and inviting for a variety of people. So the second picture she ended up choosing is the one that we went with, which is a young white girl next to an older black man. And when I had met them on the street, um, they were sitting on her stoop, and and I just started off the conversation like I usually do. And I asked her, who's this guy? And she said, that's my uncle. And I said, I just looked back and he goes, I'm kind of like an uncle. And she goes, you are my uncle. 
And that just became the quote. So it also became kind of our promo piece for for the show. That's and such a lovely moment. It's such a lovely moment. And so Aaron shows the picture. And then, of course, we had to get back in touch with the, the girl and the gentleman. And, and they were, were they the, hard to find? They were the hardest to find because <laughs> he's not really online. It took us a while to find him. Mm-hmm. But we, we ended up getting in touch with the mother online. It turns out that the mother doesn't live here right now. So she's in a different state. She's working to get her children back. But as soon as we did contact her, she called my phone and she was so proud that her daughter was going to be in the show. And I just remembered interviewing her daughter, too. And she felt like such an old soul by that response in the rest of the interview. So we got to, we had a chance to talk about it. And I had never chatted with her mom. I never even met her mom. Um, but she had seen the picture when we posted it originally. And we reposted it again on, like, a throwback Thursday. So now that we're in touch online, she's posting it everywhere for all her friends to see. And and we did also make it um, part of the process to send everybody a 5 by 7 print that participated. Oh, wow. Because it's a great way to include them, too. Like, And that's something you typically can't do for the thousands of people you featured. But for these mm-hmm. 22 images or, or 22 different photos, you're able to do that. Exactly. That's awesome. We're talking today to Lindy Drew and Brandel Manini about the humans of St. Louis, the people of St. Louis, one photo and story at a time, which is now on display at St. Louis Lambert International Airport. And you actually don't have to go through baggage claim and it, or you don't have to go through security in order to see it. It's right there at baggage claim. Um, Brandel, in terms of Humans of St. Louis overall as a project, what has been some of your, one of your favorite stories? Oh, um, I would say one of the stories I've followed, maintained following and still follow is um, a woman that we actually included on this. And she does a project called um, Expedition Sub-Sahara. And um, she had done a Kickstarter. She wanted to start a girl school, and um, it didn't go through. And so she went to Plan B, and that's how we have her labeled in the in the exhibit. Um, and she's just amazing. And she um, she broke her back, mm-hmm. and was a photographer, and was like, "What do I What do I do now?" And this is so. They sell um, different goods, um, handmade. And um, she still just is plugging away and, and working towards that goal of opening opening the school girl school. So have you have you seen in any cases that people's lives have been changed because of being featured in a Humans of St. Louis post? Lindy, I see you nodding. It sounds like this <laughs> has happened. Any think, that stick out to you? I think those are actually the most beautiful moments. Like some people ask me, you know, are you concerned with how many likes your pictures get? And it's not really about that. Some of the stories aren't positive, like you're saying, and they might not get a reaction like that from someone who's looking online. But to see people reach out to the subjects fascinates me and to play that middle role as a social worker. Because people are finding someone that they had lost? Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's just a matter of like, I'm homeless and we need help. Mm. And so we need a place for the night. It's cold outside. Um, and then people kind of gather together to get them a hotel for a while, find them a job, whatever it is. We've had something as simple as a little girl saying that she wants to be a chef when she's older. And a woman reached out and said, I had the same dream. Can you get in touch with her mom? I want to buy her an easy bake oven because I had an easy bake oven. And it was adorable, like just something little. But then the more harder hit one, harder ones that hit for me are when there's kind of a long-lost family member that hasn't talked to someone in a while. And has that happened? It's happened a few times. And that's something that we're going to be including in the book to share a little bit of the extra behind-the-scenes moments that we haven't shared on Hostel, Humans of St. Louis, yet. 
because there's a lot of conversation that's also happening between the audience and us uh, when they email us, when they write us on our social media platforms, when there's like a, a son in a different state who hasn't spoken to his dad for a while but heard that his dad had a heart condition and recognized that every part of the story was true and it adds up, but he didn't know that part. And he wrote to, to Hostel, to us, not knowing who we are, just to confirm that his dad's okay. Wow. To which we ended up chatting a little bit more. Um, and then I got a phone call from the subject saying, I don't know what you did with this story of yours. I mean, he had given us permission to share it, but he's not online. And the dad was like, it's a complete mitzvah. What a miracle, because I just heard from my son. He called and I hadn't talked to him in a while. Wow. It was beautiful. And it's like this all happened from a random post that we're not paying for. We've just really had a curiosity in people in the St. Louis region. So we hit the streets with our cameras and that curiosity. And luckily, the audience is engaged and and interested in the work. And so we've been able to grow it. And with that following, without even boosting posts, um, it's just about sharing a, a strong documentary photo and a quote from a sliver of a moment that we're spending with people. And I know we're almost out of time here, but you do have this book coming out. When is that going to be available to the public? Our hope is that it's going to be ready by spring 2020. So we had a Kickstarter that was about a year and a half ago in July, and 445 backers were great to support us for a quarter of what we had to raise. Um, So we raised $34,000, and just this past month, we reached our complete goal of $120,000 to be able to print 2,000 hardcover 8x10 copies to start. We're still fundraising a little bit more in excess because we've had a few people leave the team, and all of our people are paid. So we're trying to make up that last bit, and gallery shows like this are helping to do that. Well, that's terrific to hear. Um, You guys do such good work. So Lindy Drew and Brandel Manini of Humans of St. Louis, I want to thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And you can see that exhibit up at the airport. It's up there now, and it'll be up through uh, May 18th. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org, or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske.